Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show uh, one of my heroes. I'd never heard his name until about a year or so ago. Peter Bogosian is one of uh, three academics, uh, including uh, professors uh, uh, Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay, who unleashed some of those brilliantly fraudulent research papers on the academic journals of our land and other lands, got uh, several of them published, and helped expose some of the ridiculousness of modern academia. Uh, the latest twist in the story is that he might be in, in pretty serious career trouble. But anyway, uh, Peter Bogosian joins us. Uh, doctor, how are you, sir? Good. You can call me Peter. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Well, it's it's no problem. In fact, as I said, it really is kind of an honor and a pleasure because uncovering truth is what we're kind of passionate about around here. And sometimes it's right. convenient for, quote, unquote, our side of things. And sometimes right. it's not. But if you're going to be a truth teller, you got to tell the truth. Well, if you're going to be a truth teller, you need an environment in which you don't feel threatened to voice your opinion. And increasingly, we're seeing universities under the sway of dogma and political correctness. And many and I'm saying this as I'm a liberal. uh, So I just want to make my broad orientation clear. This is not that I'm some conservative who has an axe to grind. And we're seeing libertarian students, conservative students, and Christian students, and I'm an atheist, by the way, uh, afraid to voice their opinion. And nobody is benefited from that. Everybody is harmed by that. How old are you, and how long have you been doing what you're doing? I'm 52. So you've been around a while. Has it changed drastically just in your adult lifetime? Yeah, it's changed in the last four years. And Jonathan Haidt writes about that in his recent book, The Calling of the... Of the American mind, it has absolutely changed, and it's deeply 
concerning for me. I'm deeply concerned about my students' education. I'm deeply concerning that, concerned that students don't get to hear and engage the other side of issues. And I'm deeply, I'm deeply discouraged and um, um, afraid might not be the right word, but I'm, I'm actually, I've passed the point of concern and I'm now in the point of worry about the erosion of trust in our public institutions. Well, I think being afraid would be a perfectly reasonable response if the current trend enforced, you know, uh, with with fists and, and, and bike locks and firings right. is that you arrive to school, to college, university, to hear one set of universally agreed upon ideas and right. no other ideas shall enter here. Is It's bizarre and terrifying. It is, and we, we need to create these spaces where people can ask questions without being smeared as a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a Nazi, an alt-right person. We need to go back to this idea that, look, nobody is benefited from the fact that people don't get to hear sincerely held views of conservatives, for example, or of Christians, for example. Nobody benefits. In fact, everybody is harmed because then they don't develop a response to those ideas and they become brittle, right? So when they hear an idea that doesn't comport with what they already believe and they've never heard it before, they've only heard one side of the story, one orthodoxy, then they freak out. They, they become offended. They cry. They break down. But they don't engage the arguments. And what you said before is true. It's like it's become less of truth-seeking. And when we did these papers – it's that these folks had placed an agenda before the truth, and that's the problem. Well, the other part of the problem, of course, is at some point uh, the other side might, might gain the power of the day, and then your ideas are not allowed. So Unquestionably, right. Yeah, and right. you know, I hate to be in a position of explaining what learning is, because that's so scary, but the expression of an idea that's wrong is often the best way to illustrate which ideas are right. You don't know what a happy, functional family you have until you see a dysfunctional family. You don't know why liberty is important until you hear somebody advocate for oppression. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm that's right. I'm glad I don't do it for a living like you do, Peter. I don't know well, how the, you endure. The opposite, the, I mean, the corollary to that is, what do we have if we don't have dialogue? We, we have violence. Right? Well, and propaganda. We have propaganda. But we don't have, I think, even though you and I might have differences in policy opinion, and maybe there's a substantive, both of us believe at some point, and this is what makes us capable of engaging in this conversation with each other, we both value what's true. We don't resort to our subjective experiences and just, I don't beat you over the head with that. I present my evidence. You present your evidence, and then we hash that idea out, right? That's what we do. That's what responsible adults do in a democracy. Right. Well, I'm, I'm very glad. That. I'm very glad that you're a liberal atheist because just like only Nixon could go to China, you know, only another liberal atheist is going to be able to call out universities. Otherwise, if it were me, then it's just so easy to do to dismiss me. Peter Bogosian is an assistant professor of philosophy at Portland State University, putting aside the fact that my mind was completely boggled by philosophy and, and, and my poor teacher's time was wasted on trying to cast their pearls before this swine. Um, I understand that uh, now academia is, is lashing back and trying to punish you under rules that are intended to like prevent bizarre medical experiments on subjects. What's going on? So, so I've been 
so first, let me just set it up. I, so I actually, simp- I really do sympathize with the administration situation. I, I don't know what kind of pressure they're under behind the scenes, but the Portland State University newspaper is called The Vanguard. And I think 11 of my colleagues published an anonymous letter. Uh, it was basically a smear campaign with a smear photo. And that if that's anything to go by, I, I think they're under some pretty significant pressure by these you know, shadowy figures behind the scenes. So they, they need to make a difficult decision here, right? So, so they're either going to use their institutional power to support me in the academic pursuit of truth, or they're going to side with the grievance studies bullies and, and who, who are pressuring them from behind the scenes, right? So one charge is I didn't receive IRB support, and I've been posting responses online about that. And IRB is called Institutional Review Board. And the other charge, and that's a serious charge, the other charge is extremely serious. It's a fabrication of data charge. And that could be, the penalties for that could be termination of employment. When your entire point was to 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 illustrate how your your discipline and allied disciplines had lost all of their discipline and that they were well how would you characterize it spreading untruth uninterested in whether something was true or not uh, enforcing one particular ideology a mix of all of the above yeah somewhat of a mix of all uh, all of the above they've placed an agenda before the truth their scholarship is corrupt and th- again, you're right, this is Nixon going to China. This is someone, these people are on the far left. I am not in the far left. I'm a classical liberal. So I'm saying this is someone who shares these basic moral commitments, basic moral commitments. But the way to do that is by not making stuff up. The way to do that is by rigorously examining issues of race, gender, and sexuality. We need to look at those issues in those areas, but we need to do it right. And my hope was, our hope was through this project that we would help these disciplines clean themselves up. I have not seen any indication of that at this time. Wow, that is incredible. I mean, when this this whole thing first hit, I thought, you know, this is really going to change things. They're going to have to get their acts together. But you haven't seen... Because it was so clearly an unmasking so of what was could, going on. Could the, yeah. pe- could the people looking over these papers and deciding whether to publish them, could they not tell the difference? They can't tell the difference between real and satire? Because I think no, to most of us... Point. yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. That's the point. It took people outside the system. So when you live in these little ecosystems, every single thing becomes normal. It's all like, oh, yes, of course, there's a patriarchy. And of course, there's this vast conspiracy. So for these, they couldn't distinguish these absurd papers like fat bodybuilding or that men should self-penetrate anally to to remediate their transphobia. Good morning. Dog parks are petri dishes for canine rape culture, you know. So, so they couldn't differentiate because they're too far down the rabbit hole. But that, you know, that's only one part of the problem. The other problem is that these folks, most of them, most of them have tenure. They have jobs for life. They're using these papers. They're teaching them to our kids, and they're indoctrinating them in this ideology that is totally untethered to reality. So they actually believe that stuff. Oh, yeah, they do. Wow. Well, and and there are things I believe to my bones that, you know, it could be would shock uh, Peter here, might shock you, Jack. I don't know. I keep them to myself. But I'm not (laughs) going to enforce them with jackbooted thugs or run people out of the profession who disagree with me. That's just, it's repugnant. So, So here's a very important way to think about this problem. 
So let's say that you have things that you believe, and I have things that I believe. And these, every, our brains, as Michael Shermer says, our brains are engines of belief. So here's what these folks have done. This is Brett Weinstein's idea. It's called idea laundering. So they have these ideas. You know, whatever is the, their ideas about transphobia, or Nazis everywhere, whatever the idea these folks happen to have. So they get together and they make a journal and they publish these articles in journals and it's called idea laundering. An idea goes in on one side and it comes out the other side as knowledge. So then they point to these papers as knowledge and say, look, look here, check, see this. I don't need faith like a Christian does to justify my belief. I have peer reviewed evidence. I have data. So I can say confidently that I know this. So that's the difference between me and you. And I mean, that's the difference between us and them. And, but, that's interesting. But your point then is that a lot of that fact, a lot of that truth that was published in those publications was, well, hogwash. It was dirty laundry going in. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally untethered to reality. The whole thing is it's make-believe land, all of it. Boy, that, uh, that Hegel was something, wasn't he? Talk, talking with a professor of philosophy, thought I'd throw that in. I'll be checking the sports pages while you two talk about this. Peter uh, Peter Bogosian is an assistant professor of philosophy at Portland State University. If you're just tuning in, he's one of the trio of academics who so brilliantly and importantly uh, passed off some ridiculous faux research papers as the truth uh, to help expose some of the problems in modern academia. Um, you know, listen, Peter... I, 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 this this is over the top, and I know it is, but congratulations in finding yourself in roughly the same spot as Copernicus. I mean, for instance, or, you know, nobody's, well, I, I, you're I probably not going to get burnt at a stake or anything, but uh, well, welcome I, look, to Galileo I, land. I appreciate your support, and I, I want to say a few things. People are sick and tired of the extremes. You know, there's really a fringe group of leftists and a fringe group of people on the far right that are preventing us from, from engaging in any kind of civil dialogue, any kind of productive politics. Now, the pond in which I swim in academia, that happens to be on the left. So, you know, the vast majority of people, they don't like this rampant political corruptness. They don't like the fact that we, don't, we can't talk to each other. We can't engage each other. We can't have truth-seeking conversations. People are sick of it. And so what we need to do is to reach across the aisle so that we can have these conversations. And we have to say that enough. I mean, people have had enough of this stuff, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were just talking about Jonathan Haidt the other day, who who said everywhere he goes, every college campus, he asks, do you have that uh, call-out culture here where you're terrified somebody's going to call you out as a bad person, ruin you? Everybody yep. says yes. And then he says, how many of you like that? And there are virtually no hands. You're right. It's fringes controlling the uh, conversation of the day and in, in vicious fashion. Right, um, and what we need to do is, do we have a couple more minutes? Well, we gotta, yeah, go ahead, fire away. So what we need to do is we need to understand the source of this. You know, where is this coming from? This is coming from these journals. This is coming, and these, and these journals are then using these papers to teach students, and we're indoctrinating. The professors are looking at the education system as an ideology mill, so they are indoctrinating all their students. But, for example, the, the letters from students, academics, and high-profile intellectuals that I've gotten, I just can't, can't keep up with them. They support the, the grievance studies, and people are sick and tired of university administrators and the cadre of bullies operating in these disciplines. 
you, me, other people, students, the public, we're saying enough is enough. We have had enough of these people. We have had enough of the bullying. It is enough. And now people are putting their names to these letters. So people are not scared anymore to speak out about being called a racist or a homophobe or a Nazi. We're sick of it. You're, you're, an, you're an important person. Yeah. Hey, listen, if they uh, if they do the utterly wrong thing and you lose your gig, come stay in my house as long as you need to. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> we'll, it's very kind of you. We'll get through this together. Hey, keep fighting the good fight. Stay in touch. Um, and, and great to talk to you, Peter. Thanks a million. I appreciate it. Thanks, go, guys. Go Have get him, man. Wow. How dang good was that? Oh, I'm telling you. I am all fired up. I don't know what to do exactly, except keep doing what we've been doing for quite some time. And also tell you, support FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, which is an incredibly important organization that fights what Peter was talking about. Greg Lukianoff, associated with FIRE, was the co-author of The Coddling of the American Mind, which is the book that Jonathan Haidt was referenced in that interview. Indeed, sir. The fact that... excellent footnote. Those people who read those things and said, yeah, we'll, we'll put this in our journal, they believe it. They're so far out there, they've been doing this so long, they actually believe that stuff. And when they found out that somebody tested the utterly corrupt procedures of their world, they wanted to hurt that person, not fix their procedures. Text line 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.